When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for listening to the Bart and Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. What? If only you heard Bart just, just hot facts. What you just said to me, and I now have to open up at Power Hour, hour number three. You know you got to open it up, do that. Too. All right. Well, you, you, well we're going to have to have Rex do it for you again, right? Yeah, I, I can't do you it. You got too many people around you? Yeah, it's a duel here with me. I love the power, hour. Well, there it is. So, awa, awa. Do we get the gong too? Sawa awa. Little gong. You got to do here. He got his light on. You know what I'm saying? He on Tinder. You know what I'm saying? Seriously? Swiping left. He's at, he's at a WeWork doing that? Got a double, got a duffel bag. Uh, oh, a duffel bag now. Yeah. We once had like a whole bunch. It's like of an episode things. of Taken. Like you don't know if a dude is in here because like he being told with doing the earpiece that he got to listen. Is that what they say? <laughs> Leslie Nielsen. <laughs> not, not, not. <laughs> dude, I say now. Every movie the it's same a, with this dude, man. Him and him and Ice Cube, same voice for I'm every not movie. Bother. Okay. <laughs> you were gonna Liam Neeson. I was. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah, gonna yeah, say Liam, Liam but I thought it would be a lot funnier if it was Leslie Nielsen, <laughs> <laughs> Lieutenant Frank Drebin. <laughs> I must kill the Queen. I must kill the Queen. <laughs> oh man! You know what I meant. You speak I, fluent. I, yeah, I do. I do. Well, anyways, uh, it is the Power Hour. It's served up by Grand Marnier, made for those who live to step outside the box, who like to put a twist on the traditional and believe in a world that's not just good, but grand. Uh, all right, so full disclosure here. It is Tuesday. It's 2 o'clock, so normally this is when we have Garrett Wilson. But as you know, short week. it's a short week. They play on Friday, so there's not a lot of time off. We're hoping that he'll be able to carve out time for us tomorrow but because of Thanksgiving, they're probably going to do something for the players where they have more time at Thanksgiving, which obviously we don't have a show that day. So we are, we're hoping we get him tomorrow, but we have to have the understanding that this is a short week. And so, and I talked to him yesterday just briefly. Everything's cool. Unique so, week, too. What's that? Unique week. Uh, unique as well, because it is, again, Thanksgiving. Nobody's, nobody's ever done this. Nobody's ever done this before. Right. So, um, but just just a, a quick before we get into the Aaron Rodgers stuff that we've heard from him today. So there's a lot of stuff from him to get to the people. But I do want to just address one thing that I, I will reveal. I did talk to Garrett about this. And it's he did put up a tweet yesterday. And we're seeing a lot more players that respond to a lot of things um, on social media when criticism comes their way. And and he did it. And I felt like, you know, this it we you don't want to see guys, especially good people, and we've all kind of like gotten to know Garrett on our show well enough to see intelligent kid, classy kid, and he kind of he jumped into the mosh pit. He didn't need to. He said, You're also quick to never mind, just stay on that side forever. So clearly he's hearing some criticism from people on social media. Just like it happens when you have a couple of rough games, the team's not playing well, and everybody's just Dude, angry. Dude's had so, 100 to 99 yards with that quarterback and that offense 
almost yes. all year. Are yes. you kidding me? He's been great, and he has like look. He's had two fumbles. They've been rough, but I what I don't understand, and I'll need somebody to call and explain it to me. What the hell do you need to tweet at Garrett Wilson some type of anger? Like there's certain people I get, players that you probably even don't like, or you see they dog it or or whatever. I get it, but somebody of like him. Like, that doesn't make sense to me. This guy was the rookie of the year last year. He's one of the good things that you actually have on your team. And if you're a Jets fan and you felt like you needed to take it upon yourself to call this guy out, there's a lot of people to call out. He's not one of them. Sauce ain't one of them, and neither is Brees. See, but here, here's the thing. Those though. are the untouchables if you're a Jets yeah. fan. You you know what? You give them a day or two. You give them a game or two. Well, you know what? You're human. It's going to happen. Things are happening bad around you. I get it. But if anybody's attacking this kid, you're not really a fan. You're a loser. You got it all wrong, Alan. And not saying that what you're saying is wrong, but you got it all wrong from the standpoint that half the time the people that are doing this are Dolphins fans, are Bills fans. These are people so? that these are people that are trolling, that are acting as if they're Jet fans. Like, and they say stuff. Trust me, it happens to me all the time. Like all the time. You know, sometimes I snap back. You know, just to have fun. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Look at their page, and they they got one. They got zero followers and in, in one post because they make up fake accounts to be able to just to say the say say the insult. So you can't find them. Or if they do say it, they'll turn their comments off so you can't comment back. Because I've seen some ugly-ass girlfriends, wives, and kids, and I'll go there. <laughs> yeah, you like to do that, huh? Yeah, oh, hell yeah. I, I, I just I – don't, I don't – now, I didn't see what anybody has been tweeting at. Obviously, I can't really I – can't, I don't think you can see replies, right? But I, I, that's the stuff I don't get. To drive somebody like this to a point where they feel the need to go to social media and say something like that as a general just sort of, I hear everything you're saying, I don't like that because, as I said to him, like, you don't want to show that sign of weakness. Like You're too strong for that. You're too classy for that. Like, you don't need to do that. But I'm not doing this. I, I'm using the platform to call out the, the, the fans that claim they're fans that, that do this stuff. Like, What the hell's wrong with you? Like, seriously. Comes with you don't have man. good things to begin with, and this is what we're going to do. You're going to beat up the kids. This is what you're going to do. Look at what's going on around them, and that's what you're going to do is beat up the kids. I, it's so pathetic. But that's what social media has become. It's become all that that's stuff. That's all it is. It's like, hey, yeah, like I, can, I, can, I can get some attention. I can talk to somebody, and they're going to respond exactly. back. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, sometimes, and some days I feel like indulging. Some days I don't. But, you know, most of the time I don't care how old you are, who you are. We, if, I, if, I, if, I, if I got time to, to mess with you and give it back to you, I'm going to give it back to you. If not, then I just, you know, you can easily just delete the tweet or delete the DM. Yeah. It's like, it's like this. Defending Zach means you enjoy running routes all game without getting the ball. Man, shut up. You got to consider who's talking, man. Yeah, but you know what, though? There really should just be a, a, a backhand button. Like I just like just some I just you just wish that that's all it is. Let me just slap you in the face for saying that. You know what I'm? You don't do? even deserve to be punched. You deserve to be smacked, smack you, in the face. You know what I'm gonna do? Because it's just so no, no. cheesy. I'm gonna start a company. I'm gonna start a company, and all I do is you give me your tweets. I'll find an IP address, their real address, 
You know what I'm saying? And I'll, wait, I'll be waiting for him to come outside and go to work and pull up on the work. So, Steve, you said this, but I'm looking at this burger. It's pretty weak. Yeah, you, you got this cheeseburger. The cheese is on the side. You know what? Let's get him out of here. We, we saw you sleeping on your break. We got some family you sleeping on your break. Let's get him fired. Let's get him out here. No, man. I need this job, man. Yeah. I'm going to go have to see Fleece. Fleece said I better have his money. <laughs> like I said, I, I – I, I don't get it. It's so annoying. There's words I'd much rather use that you can on radio, but it's just like some people. It just you just want. He comes with the territory, man. He'll learn how to Pathetic. let that stuff roll off. Don't want to see guys like they like. First of all, don't want to run guys like this out of town. You don't trust me. You don't want to run guys like this out of town. We can never get stars. Yeah, no, because when do. you get one, you treat them like crap. That's why they do want to run them out of town. They want to run them out of town because they hope he comes to their team. I tell you, a lot of these dudes are, are Manchurian candidates, man. They're not really. They're they not really doing it from here. they just it's doing a, it because it's something to do. It's the Carmelo thing, right? Carmelo's a guy like that that wanted to be here, loved being a Nick. Was he perfect? No, he wasn't perfect. Of course he wasn't perfect. He had his flaws and everything else. There were times you'd be frustrated with him and stuff. But the one thing that you, you could ne- you'd never could should do with him is to start treating him like, like disrespectfully when all you did was complain that no stars want to come here. And he's like, you know what? I'll go there. I'll embrace the New York thing. I'll do it. And then, of course, what do we do? But then you just you rain on him because he's not LeBron. He shoots and, too much. And it's like you even drove him to a point where he got like so frustrated by like, damn. Well, that's and he wanted guys- out. Now he's beloved. Now everybody loves him again and all that stuff. But it's just amazing to me. Like that, how like you, you start doing that to a guy like that, and then you wonder why stars don't want to come here. The whole league saw it and said, yeah, you don't want to go play there because their fans turn on you so fast. One bad game, they turn on you. You don't even realize what the hell you do. Then you complain about it. So, don't, just that stuff bothers me. But I did chat with him about it. But hopefully, we'll get him tomorrow. Um, I probably talked about it way too long, but still. So, hopefully, Garrett tomorrow. But right now, how about we do Aaron Rodgers? Okay, let's discuss Aaron Rodgers and the things that he had to say because the Jets make the quarterback change, and wondering now where they are at, at four, four and six. Should he even bother making the comeback? So let's call this a little Aaron Rodgers gangrene report brought to you by Corona and Sansone Auto Mall. Ten top brands, over 2,000 vehicles, one place, Sansone Auto Mall in Woodbridge. So Aaron Rodgers was asked by Pat McAfee about the rehab situation. And as he mentioned, if we're still in it, so is he going to slow the rehab down if the Jets fall all the way out of it? No, not at all. I find those two are mutually exclusive. You know, my speed at which I'm doing the rehab has been kind of the same from the beginning. It's push it as hard as we can every single day. And, you know, as long as we're not stretching the Achilles, you know, we feel like we're in a good place. So I'm thankful to Doc and, and Heather and AA and my IPC that's inflating uh, right now, all the modalities that we're doing. But no, we're going to push it as hard as we can. And he also is not going to concede that the season is over for the Jets. Listen, there's been some four and six teams that have made runs over the years. Back in 2016, there was a team in, in the NFC North that people were counting out. They went on a run. There was a team in 2009 in the Big Apple, well, Jersey, that was four and six, finished nine and seven, went to the AFC Championship game. So, listen, the season is definitely not over. It's not dead. There's a lot left to play for. I'm excited about where I'm at in my rehab, and things are progressing as quickly as I thought they would once I've been able to jog on a treadmill and excited about getting back to the team and seeing where I'm at. All right, so wants to get back with you. Remember, he said Thanksgiving wants to be around the team full-time. Jay Glazer threw out December 2nd as when he expects Rodgers 
to be back and practicing. So here's Rogers on Jake Glazer's report. That's a Saturday. It's also my birthday. I'm not exactly sure where he got that date from. I have said that I'd love to be, you know, trending towards practicing by my birthday. Maybe that got back, but I don't think there's any reason in, in opening, you know, designated to return off of IR on a Saturday, unless you're going to activate me on a Sunday. So I, I don't oh. think that that's necessarily the way the things are going uh, as far as specific dates. But yeah, I'd like to keep in touch with the guys and, and and let them know what my progress is. So I just sent a couple of the boys a video of me on the treadmill. As you know, they're interested in my rehab, where I'm at. So I haven't been back to the facility uh, in a few weeks. Obviously, we played Vegas, and then I, I wasn't back in Buffalo. But just keeping them updated on where I'm at. All right, the last thing on Rodgers and the rehab process, before we get into Rodgers talking about the quarterback change, Bart, is what's next now for him in the rehab process as we are getting towards Thanksgiving. He's got to keep strengthening it. We're strengthening it. A lot of it happens once I get my heel all the way on the ground, which usually isn't happen for 12 weeks. Obviously, we're way ahead of kind of common protocol. But the jogging, I think, has exponentially improved the strength. And then it's kind of sped up like I thought I would the rest of the healing. So after some weeks where it was kind of slow going, where I couldn't notice a lot of big gains, once I got on the treadmill and was able to increase the speed above a walking pace, things have progressed pretty nicely the last few weeks. All right, so he's on a treadmill. Now. So he's you, walking. No, no, he's on a treadmill running but fa- faster walk- than a walking pace, he said. Now, mm. did you see video of Kirk Cousins? Who was doing a, 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 you know, like you were doing a Thanksgiving charity event, giving away turkeys and all that stuff. He was at something, and he's got two crutches and can barely move. <laughs> Not all guys are like, like. I mean, Rogers didn't have Rogers was off crutches in like a week, but he got an ACL or does he got Achilles? No, no, no he had an Achilles. Oh, see, he didn't get the bridge or he got the old. Right, am, I wrong? Did, am I wrong? Am I wrong? Because I felt like everybody got an Achilles. Wasn't wasn't Cousins an Achilles? Yeah, Maybe you're I'm, right. It was Achilles. Okay. So maybe maybe he. Yeah. I wonder what he did to his. He I probably it seemed like he would call J.K. Dobbins and 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 Aaron Rodgers right and say, "Hey man, can Aaron I get Rogers. that?" But it was just play. funny to see him because he was like two huge crutches, barely moving, and I'm like, "And here's Rodgers, he's on a treadmill throwing footballs." Anyways, all right, so let's get into really the meat of the conversation here with A. Rod, and that is that they made the the change at quarterback, and now it's Tim Boyle. So what does he expect now with Tim Boyle as the starting quarterback? Preseason matters as well. And if you watch the way that Tim played in the preseason, I think you'd be pretty damn impressed with the way that he commanded the offense, the throws that he made. I thought he was accurate. I thought he was anticipatory. Did some really good things. So some people like to, you know, not give a lot of credence to the preseason. That's fine. But in live bullets, I thought he did really well. He's had a couple chances over the years in Detroit and Chicago. It's just about understanding what we're trying to do and getting the ball out quickly and getting the ball into our guys' hands. And I'm happy for Tim. I love Tim. He's a great dude. He cares about it. He's a gym rat, always has been. Tim has always been an expert of the offense and understood all the intricacies. Now just he's got to go out there and execute and, and do it at a high level. But we need a spark and obviously this was the decision that was made. I feel for Zach. I love Zach. You know, Zach's such a great kid and I do think he still has a bright future in the league. This has been a tough go for all of us. A lot of times in these situations, there's certain guys that got a scapegoat and I think there's enough blame to go around a number of different positions. You know, if you have 10 guys doing it right on a play and one guy not, hard to be efficient. So you, f- you figure he would eventually get into the Zach Wilson part of it and stick up for him a bit. Obviously, he feels bad for him. 
So then they asked him, all right, so what does the future hold for Zach Wilson? You really never know in this league. You never know what could happen. This was obviously not the way any of us thought this was going to go down. It was going to be me and my show and Zach getting to learn and watch it firsthand and not have the pressure to get to go out there and play. So obviously, you know, this is disappointing. I have some personal guilt around the whole thing. I mean, I'm pissed that I wasn't able to play and frustrated that, you know, if I was out there and I feel like I'd be playing well, there would be obviously different narratives around our team. And Zach would, again, have the opportunity to learn and grow and see what it looks like without the pressure on and, and being able to sit in those meetings and, and go through the season and just kind of watch me in my process. So I'm, you know, disappointed and sad about that, but it is what it is, the situation. And, you know, we're all going to support Tim and, and move forward, but we're also going to put our arms around Zach and love on him because he's a great kid and it's not all his fault. And, you know, this is the way it goes sometimes. Interesting, Bart, right? That he, he mentions he feels a little bit of guilt because he's like, if I didn't get hurt, I'm out there. Zach's behind me just doing what he was supposed to do this year, which is learn. And he said that he said that to, um, Garrett, when he got hurt, said, sorry, kid. So, yeah. you know, we know yeah. that's how he's felt. But it's crazy, man, because he's talking about, well, if you look at what Tim Boyle did in the preseason, he played pretty damn good. Then why did you go get Trevor Simeon? <laughs> Actually, the game he played well in was against Carolina. That was the game. He was 9 of 10 for 84 yards and two touchdowns. But he also threw a pick, which he seems to do a lot in his career. Uh-huh. But, Get yeah, that, the Carolina game was where he played really well. That that was that was the one that stepped out, but Carolina, as you can see, everybody plays well against them. Well, Carolina defense is good; they got yep. good. But I don't but, think they played. But anybody. It was their thirds. Yeah, it was their like third string by the time he got in. <laughs> uh, all right, it's a little more from Rogers here. <laughs> he, and, he did it on work for us. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get your calls at eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. So Rogers on McAfee now, and the question that everybody, of course, wants to ask. He kind of alluded to it in the previous response. So this offense has not looked good, whether it's Zach Wilson or anybody else. You wonder, is it less the quarterback or is it also maybe the play calling? So Rodgers was asked if he would have been better in this offense. Yeah, I mean, that's a tough question, Pat, because I think that that brings in a lot of bus throwing. It's a hypothetical thing. Listen, I'm confident in my abilities and what I've accomplished in this league and joked about some of my down years being career years for guys, but I do believe in what I'm capable of. I believe in the offense. I think that there's obviously a lot that I can bring to the table based on my experience. You know, I got some pelts on the wall. I've, I've done things in this offense where it allows me to to do some extra stuff. It's in the offense, but it's you got to kind of earn some of those things, some of those adjustments, some of those you know little things you can do out there there. But no, I think we've obviously had a number of different offensive lines that have played. A lot of injuries up front. Uh, you know, Makai even going down in the game doesn't help either. So um, multiple left tackles, multiple. I think everybody except for Lake has, you know, missed significant time. So that definitely makes it tough. But but who knows? It's hypothetical. I feel like, you know, obviously I've had success in this offense and would expect to if I was playing. But, but I'm not going to throw anybody on the bus. I kind of worry, though, Bart, that I don't know if, if Aaron didn't get hurt in the first first four plays if he wouldn't have gotten hurt eventually because of the offensive line you know what I mean like that's that's a concern like you got to feel like this season might have been destined to fail because that offensive line was not ready he definitely would have would have uh took that if they would just took that cut out that that damn play the cut block yeah if he got all these liberties why he hates why he don't got right why he couldn't say stay up yeah, again, the play that he hates the you most. Got all that, you got all that liberty to change plays, but the one that you should have changed and the, and the technique you should have changed, you didn't. Mm-hmm. All right, last but not least here from Rodgers has to do with now, of course, the changes made at quarterback. 
what needs to happen now? When you make a change, whether it's a quarterback or coordinator or even coach in the middle of the season, everybody else gets put on notice. Mm-hmm. And some people deal with that really well and some people shrink. So we need people to step up in the moment and take ownership of it and, and kind of put their name on the line. You know, I feel like that's part of what happened in, in 16. And nobody believed that we could run the table. But when I said that, one, I believed it. And I didn't think a lot of people did. But two, I said, there's a lot of going around right now and a lot of people taking shots at me and Mike and our offense I'm going to take a little more of this maybe if I just once I say this you know now the spotlight on me gets even bigger so now how am I going to respond but maybe the spotlight on anybody else shrinks a little bit maybe guys play a little more free so I'd love to see you know our guys step up and 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 somebody put it on themselves and say I'm going to make I'm going to be the reason we win this week I'm going to be the reason we win and hopefully everybody can play a little bit looser and go out there and be free and nobody Nobody's expecting us to win. That's a dangerous position to be in. So uh, I love Quinnen. I love his fire. I love his passion, his leadership. And if he's young and, and getting going, because he's generally not the loudest person, love it. We need it. We need the fire. We need it from him. We need it from CJ. We need it from Sauce, DJ, JJ, Quincy. We, we need our boys, TA. We need our boys to step up on that side of the ball and, and be ballers. And offensively, we got to step up. And somebody's taking on themselves. So I'm going to be the reason we win this week. I mean, so, my know, name's Sauce, the motivation. I want all the smoke. I like my Dolphins filleted with sauce. But he's he's trying to put the message out there that the season is not over. We never got into it, the, the Quinnen thing on the sideline, where he showed a lot of passion. That was after the big play. That was after the big touchdown play. Right. Like, yo, what's up? What we doing? Right. right. But you, you don't see that out of him often. We saw it last year one time as well. What's the year? But still, you see it again. What does that tell you? You know, that's telling you that he sees he's feeling the pressure too. Like, yo, man, what's going on? Like, enough's enough. We got to make sure that we play up to our. This is the first time the defense had a bad game, and it's always tough when you see somebody twice because sometimes you had the same game plan, and then they switch stuff up because they lost, and you got all those turnovers and short fields last time, and everything worked the right way, and it just don't go that way because they know that hey, if we don't turn the ball over, they can't win. Mm-hmm. Well, again, they they cannot turn the ball over, especially against this team. That's for sure. The Dolphins. This is a track. This is a track team. This is going to be a tough challenge for the Jet defense. But Aaron Rodgers is saying, "I'm still coming," and stay in it, and believes that he could be there. And now saying, even around December second, which is around the corner, that he could find his way back. So we shall see. All right, that was the Gang Green Report. A little Aaron Rodgers for you. Brought to you by Sansone. I'm sorry, by Corona. Corona, an official cerveza of the New York Jets. Also brought to you by Sansone Automall. Make your best deal right now at Sansone Automall and tell them Bart Scott sent you. Why? Yeah, man, because you get that Bart Scott cash. I put it in I put it in our thread, too. No, no, the I'm boy put- got his own money. He got What's his that, own honey? money. A little extra cheese on the taco? Yes. <laughs> extra $1,000 off your best deal. Call 1-800-SANSONE today. All right, we'll get to calls at 800-919-3776. Before we go, you'll hear from Daniel Jones on the Giants side of things. How about the criticism of him? Is he hearing it? What does he say about that? That's coming up and also some Knicks drama that is going on and something that the owner had to say or at least reportedly had to say that I've got something to say about as well. All that coming up and your calls. Stay with us, Barton Hahn, 98.7 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. 
Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. Michael Lewis Diamond, otherwise known as Mike D. Mm, I still love these beats. They had really good beats. had a birthday yesterday. Five. Fife would have been. How old would have Fife been? We lost Fife a was, long time ago. I would say fifty-seven. Now. You know whose uh, birthday it was today, though. Who that? Today's birthday. Uh, first of all, happy birthday to Earl the Pearl Monroe. Mm. All right, like butter. And also, we mentioned this name a few days ago as your. What did we say it was? Like your um, hall pass. Hall pass. Well, it would have been well, if, if you could shoot your shot. This is yeah. who you'd shoot your shot with. Dominique Dawes turned 47 today. Mm-hmm. No reaction. I wonder if she wore a uniform. That's what you're going to say? I wonder if she wore a uniform. That's the best you could say. The fat patty. Wow. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Um, Bart, let, let's let, let's get a little hoop in here. Like, So the Knicks lose last night to the Timberwolves. It was a good game for about, for the first half, third quarter, Anthony Edwards took over. Uh, just came out of the quarter. You could tell he was on a mission. They opened the game up. The Knicks really couldn't make a three. For the first time in a while, they just couldn't make threes. And uh, that was it. So they lose a game on the road. They end the road uh, the road trip at three and two. And they've won six of the last eight. And they get a couple of days off, which they're going to need. They played f- the six games in nine days. Like It was just nuts. So anyways, besides that, the, there's a story that continues with um, – the Knicks having this lawsuit against the Raptors that we've talked about, which involves a a former employee, a, a guy who was on their their I guess their coaching staff or analytics staff, and he was hired by the Raptors, and he took all of his his Knicks information, it was privileged information, and shared it with the Raptors organization. So they have all this information from the Knicks, and so the Knicks are uh, have them in court. The Raptors were trying to, and the league was trying to get this uh, moved out of the courts and into where Adam Silver would be the arbitrator. And the Knicks are saying that Adam Silver can't do that because of his relationships with all the different owners. Like he really wouldn't be impartial. And they claim that he has a very close relationship with one of the Raptors' owners. So that's going on right now as well. 
They're also seeking $10 million in damages, which is a very big number. That's all going on right now. But what also is going on is a report from Adrian Wojnarowski, who said that in the summer that Knicks owner James Dolan resigned from a position on the league's Board of Governors Influential Advisory, Finance, and Media Committees. So he's he still obviously is among the Board of Governors, which is the owners make up the Board of Governors, right? But then they have these different committees that the owners are on that do different things, uh, make decisions on whether it's you know rules changes or anything else. And so Dolan sat on uh, advisory finance and media committees, but he is stepping down from them. And this is a, a July memo that uh, Woj has. And in it, Dolan writes, given all that's occurred lately, I've come to the conclusion that the NBA neither needs nor wants my opinion. Um. He also went on to say this. My hope is that the Knicks will be treated equally and fairly as all other NBA teams. As you know, I'm very busy with all my duties at MSG family of companies. I need to apply my time where I can be most productive. Now, within uh, the story, Woj is reporting this, that Dolan has become increasingly critical of the league and silver on a number of issues, including the NBA's revenue-sharing system, sources told ESPN said that Dolan has expressed dissatisfaction with elements of a system that requires big market franchises like the Knicks to share their substantially higher revenue with smaller market teams. I'll tell you what, if there's one thing that you can, I think, side with Dolan, I have a lot of people that might not want to side with him on something, mm -hmm. this is one. If you look at the NBA, you could argue that in the last 15 to 20 years, it has gone out of its way to cater more to the small market franchises than the big market. And that revenue sharing does become a frustration if you are a big money team. The Knicks are the, the most lucrative franchise in the league. But it's okay? it, it, it is it, Well, come on. How much sharing? And so how I much are other teams who make money, right? Like, like you understand, I'm propping you up yeah. To let you beat me. Like, I'm yeah. propping you up, and then you're winning the lottery on top of it, and I can't win a damn lottery. But you're making it a fair competitive uh, – you, you're trying to level There the is a bit field. over the top, though. Come on. Yeah, and no, no, listen. It, it can get ridiculous. Alan, you're correct. And what happens is it always goes too far one way or too far the other way. So you're extremes. not spending uh, – you're spending my money so that we can keep your franchise afloat? So, so here's, here's the harsh reality, right? We know that it's only, what, 32 – what is it, 30 teams? 30 teams. 32. So it's only 30 opportunities in the NBA to be an owner. And a lot of your fandom, your media coverage has to do with your location. Bigger markets, bigger demographic, richer residents, richer fans that live there that come to your games. So, of course, with that also comes higher rent, higher insurances as well. So I'm agreeing with you with that. But sometimes it's not about how good your team is. It's about the market in which you play and the fact that you don't get access to the TV deals no matter how good your team is. We're not going to see Memphis, especially without, without Ja. We're not going to see them. But they, they, they still need to be able to retain and keep a guy like Ja because they developed him, they brought him in. You want balance, right? We all like that we have smaller teams. If that's the case, then we can make it like, like, the, like uh, football in college and make it the big, the big eight Right, and just make it two conferences, and the other people we don't even have to pay attention to. 
So you do have to have some responsibility to the fact that some of these guys, you know, will never let go of these franchises because they were grandfathered in because their dad's dad, dad, you know, like Dolan. And so, like, if that's the case, make it a free competition where you only can be an owner for, you know, 10 years and you got you to go up and you got to win it again. They wouldn't want that, correct? Let's let, let's just listen to the the revenue sharing thing. I just from, hurt your head. I just just from last year. You absolutely hurt my head. So this is Woj from last year. You got all this information. The Pacers received the highest amount of revenue sharing in the league. The Indiana Pacers, $42 million. 20 teams, by the way, received revenue sharing payments. There's 30 in the league. 20 teams got, got money. All right, so they got $42 million. The Indiana Pacers, okay, you, you'll never guess. At least they spent it. Well, wait, like hang somebody's... on. Hang on. The next team? Don't say the Pistons. Oh, no, no, no. Okay. The Pistons are on this list, but nowhere near this way. The next team. I want you to tell me, who owns the Denver Nuggets? Do you know? All right, it's it's the oh. Walmart people. Okay. Huh. Walmart Walmart's they're oh, they pretty, own both teams? Pretty deep pockets, right? They both they own both teams. The Denver Nuggets received thirty five million dollars in revenue sharing. Man, so, I want some discounts for Christmas. Here here are the here are the teams that had to that paid paid to the league revenue sharing. Now this is again because you spend it's a tax and all that stuff. Like so the Golden State Warriors paid forty five million dollars into the into the pool. The Lakers paid 42.8. The Knicks paid 20.9. The Celtics paid 15.7. The Bulls, 10 million. So those, those, those paid the highest. They, so you're telling me that all of these teams helped the Denver Nuggets win an NBA championship. Like, that's just, like, doesn't that seem a little strange? It's Walmart. Like, I need your money. Come on, man. Like, there's certain things that just don't make sense. You're, like, you're, you can tell me the Charlotte Hornets, they can't draw a fly. You know, they, 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 it's a small market. You want to do that fine. The Pelicans, tiny market. I understand. San Antonio, small market. Oklahoma. You know, I, I get it. But the Denver Nuggets got $35 million in revenue sharing. No, nah, listen, I agree with you, Alan. Yeah, I understand it can, it can go too far. So you can understand why. Like, if I'm a, I, I seriously, I'm an owner. I have the, my, the highest valued franchise in the NBA. Okay. And A, I haven't won a lottery in forever, and I've been in it. And B, I, I got I to gotta write checks. You've been top five, son. That's your fault. You picked this. Come on, bro. No, it's almost like arguing about the, 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 the Jets and number two pick. You still can't, shouldn't screw up number two and number three. So you see nothing wrong with I, I, just I, I have I, an this, owner this. in my league that has as much money in his pocket as I do, but I have to give him money to yeah. prop his franchise, no. and he won a championship. <laughs> You don't just, think there's something wrong with that, Bart? Well, that's the weird. First, they won a championship for the first time just in history. Just because you own a team somewhere them. else, this, I got to give you them. money. You have just as much money as I do. And this this helped them. That's crazy, this man. Helped them, this helped them for the first time. They won a championship in the first time in their history. Bart, Bart really? Like, you don't think. I don't listen, know how I can make I, this in regular bro, people world. I, listen, but I you own stop. a house and I own a house. Bro. And we own them in different places. But bro. because you own it somewhere, you can't afford the taxes. But I got to pay you. Even yeah. though you and I make the most, make the same amount of money. We have yeah. the same income. And you know what's crazy? You know what's that crazy? doesn't make sense. You know what's crazy? The house out here, my house in, in, in Texas would be don't half the head. price. Don't hurt my head. It'd be, no, it would be half the price. 
You know what I'm saying? Like you, see, we, we you, see this happen with the tax. We see we see this with the tax system all the time. You, you, you know how nothing. unfair it is that I come here and I got to pay all these damn high right, taxes no, and right, stuff like that. Not, Jersey, we're not gonna, all right, we're not gonna, we're not gonna, we're, we can't parallel that. I shouldn't have done that because it's gonna take you into a place where it's no way we can make that parallel. The the Walmart people, they make they. You know what that? That's an empire, yeah, right? But they, you know they are, and they up. took you know money different. from other owners in the league. They don't need it. Yeah, Silver should tell them to get some back. It give, they should say they should say give it, give that to the Pelicans. It doesn't make sense. Give that to the Pelicans. Give that to the Charlotte Hornets. <laughs> no, no, for real, they should sell it. They they should have to do. Dude, they it, got thirty five million in twenty twenty two. Also, like they, got, be, they got they got thirty five million. Of course, they should win a championship. They have the league's propping this team. How do you think they got Gordon? Hilarious. Oh, Look they the also tax. got Jamal. They also got Jamal Murray. You know who gave him Jamal Murray? Knicks. Yeah, <laughs> in the Carmelo trade. That's your fault. See, you see what I'm saying? They try to give you Jamal Murray. You just didn't oh want him. Here, here's Halliburton. No, we'll take uh, we'll take um, <laughs> we'll take Kevin Knox. Like I said, I, I, I. There's a lot of things that you you want to argue different things about revenue sharing or or making sure there's parity and everything's fair. I get it. The NBA, it, I feel like, has gone completely the other way when it comes to. Whatever it can do to help small market franchises, but the big markets, you're on your own, yep. on your own, and and that I can understand. It just goes too far because you've got some stars in markets where it's like even the TV people are like, uh, oh, we, "We love job, ja, but do we really got to get Memphis on all the time? Are we really doing this? Oklahoma City's got a great team, they really do, but do you really are you going to watch Oklahoma City uh, on ESPN Wednesdays and Fridays and Sundays? Like really?" But this is what we're doing. This is where we're putting our stars. Rembanyana is in San Antonio. And the NBA did San that Antonio. on purpose. They did that on purpose. It's it, All right, so if you're saying that, then you understand where I'm coming from. Where David Stern made sure, made sure when they were rebuilding the NBA. I got Jordan in Chicago. I got Bird in, in Boston. I got and, Ewing and in got New Br- York. Got I've got Magic in, in L.A. Like your, your biggest markets had big stars and then your TV networks went, wait, big markets, big stars? Hell yeah. Now you got big stars, small markets. What you going to say when they get you Zion? They didn't. What you going to say when they get you Zion? Uh, I don't know. It'll be too little too late. <laughs> All right, we'll finish up with some thoughts from Daniel Jones before we hand it off to the K-Show. But first, Bart, can you tell me about those Hess trucks? Man, I've been telling you, but if you ain't hear me the first three sec- segments and you're just new to the show, let me tell you what, man. The Hess truck is back, and guess what? It's better than ever. Light up the holidays with the first ever Hess police truck and cruiser. Features include advanced multi-pattern flashing LED lights, four realistic rescue sounds, a rotating turret with spotlights, and a slide-out battering ramp. Available only at HessToyTruck.com. And as always, free standard shipping and batteries are included. Order today at HessToyTruck.com. The Hess Toy Truck is available, and it's the perfect holiday gift, giving tradition. Hess's Toy Truck are available and back better than ever. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. 
For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. I was originally right. I say Walmart because Stan Kroenke, who owns the Nuggets, he owns the Rams. He owns, he's won a championship, I think, in every league now, right? Like, it's crazy. It, his wife is the Walmart heir. So, like I said, one of the richest people in the world just made other rich people give him money so that he can then put it back into his team and win a championship. So why And that's the, okay in the NBA. We're fine with that. Why couldn't the Philadelphia, why didn't the Philadelphia 76ers do it? It's easy for you to say. They well, own I mean, everybody. Look, I just he think that's everything. weird. I just think that's weird. All right, it, it, let's <laughs> – we don't have enough time for Daniel Jones. We'll have to talk with him tomorrow. But obviously, you know, the, the Giants and their whole situation, very interesting. But Daniel Jones and his future, also something that is up in the air right now with the Giants. And we know Zach Wilson's future is no longer up in the air. It is it is down, all the way down to QB3. But Aaron Rodgers told us today, don't worry, I still plan on coming back. So with this change, what happens? We have the rest of the week to talk about it and certainly figure it out. But, Bart, I'm going to go on the K-Show now at, at 3.30, and we're not just going to talk a little bit of sports. We're going to get into this this thriller conversation, so I hope you stay listening and everybody else stay listening at well. But that's it for the Power Hour, served up by Grand Marnier. Visit GrandMarnier.com to learn how to take your cocktails from ordinary to extraordinary and live grand. Drink with style and always drink responsibly. Bart, I will see you tomorrow. Will do. The girl is mine. Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN.